Today, I'm talking all about how to manage and prioritize your ideas. Welcome to the Paul Miners Podcast, the show that will help you to optimize your time, income, and lifestyle fast. Get more done with actionable, easy-to-follow advice and learn how to live life on your terms. And now, introducing your host, Paul Miners. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Paul Miners Podcast 2, episode number 132. And today I'm talking all about how to manage all your different ideas. Now, if you want to get access to the blog post and read the notes for this episode, there are a few useful links as well. You can find those at paulminers.com slash 132. Now, the reason or motivation for today's episode and blog post came about because while we were recently away traveling, I was having lots of different ideas while I was on the trip, but it wasn't really the best time time to work on them because I wasn't really working full time. And so I needed a way to kind of store and manage my ideas. And then when we got home, an effective way of kind of prioritizing and systemizing everything so that I could work on the ones that needed to be worked on first and do everything in the correct order. And and actually, quite frankly, not do some of them because some of them, some of those things that sounded like good ideas at the time weren't actually very good ideas at all. So I was kind of thinking about what's the best way to manage all these different ideas when they're floating around your head. And I know that a lot of having talked to people, a lot of people do feel overwhelmed by having too many ideas. I do, uh, because ideas hit us all the time. And usually the ideas that we have, like I said, they sound great at the time. But the trouble with all these ideas is in working out like which ones are good and should be prioritized first and which ones are bad and shouldn't be worked on at all. Because I think the excitement about a a new idea can cause us to spend time on things that we later realize shouldn't have been done in the first place. I definitely do this. I get so excited, I start working, and then I go, oh, actually, that wasn't really probably the best use of my time. Or maybe the overwhelm caused by having too many ideas, that can actually result in decision fatigue, I think, and not doing anything at all, because you're like, ah, just where do I start? I want to do it all right now, don't know how to start, and so we do nothing at all. And so I think by taking a few simple steps, you really can be more effective at prioritizing your time and planning how to work on different ideas that you have in your head. So firstly, you need to be asking this question, does this idea even deserve my time in the first place? Uh, So whenever you have that idea, decide if it's something to be worked on. And to do that, I think to make this decision easier, the best thing to do is to wait. Let some time pass by and see if you still like the idea like a few days or a week from now. Uh, Like I said, a few weeks ago, I was, we were traveling. I had an idea to create a series of YouTube videos about a new sales CRM tool. And at the time, I thought it was a great idea. I thought it'd be well worth sinking like a good few weeks of my time into. Uh, but following the above rule, I wrote down all my thoughts about this idea. And I actually put it in Asana, which is a project management tool. And I think it's good putting ideas into a project management tool because then you can actually start to flesh out the idea into tasks and action steps. Whereas putting it into a note or a mind map. Yeah, I think those those tools are good good to brainstorm, but I personally prefer to do it in a project management tool where I can actually start thinking about actions. And anyway, I put it down in Asana and I forgot about this idea for a few days. And when I returned to the idea, I actually realized it wasn't nearly as good as I remembered. And I realized it would be more work than I had anticipated and my time would be better spent on other things. And so remember that this excitement about a new idea can cause cause us to make irrational decisions. And that's why waiting a few days is so powerful. It means you can revisit that idea with less of a uh, less of an emotional bias and review it more objectively. And even if you revisit an idea and it's still, um, if you feel good about it, remember that there's always an opportunity cost. So by saying yes to one idea, you have to say no to other things as well. So once you've decided, yep, this is something I want to work on, where do you put these ideas? Like, where do you kind of store them, keep a list of all these ideas that you might want to work on someday? Well, 
while we were away traveling over the last few months, I had yeah loads of different ideas of things we wanted to do on, uh, on my website, products and content I wanted to work on. Uh, but yeah, like I said, because we were traveling, it wasn't really the right time. So I needed a way to store them and organize them so I could come back to them later. And a few months ago, actually, I wrote about whether you should have a someday maybe list. And there's a link to that post and blog uh, and podcast episode in today's show notes. And the key takeaway from this post is to limit your ideas to, I think, a maximum of about 10 to 15 things. You know, these are the someday maybe things like you're not sure if you want to do them someday maybe. The danger is that if you have too many of those things, that someday maybe list just gets very long and you don't do any of them. So I think if you uh, limit your someday maybe list to 10 or 15 things, if you want to add something new to the list, you have to make trade-offs and remove something else from the list first. So you're constantly sort of evaluating ideas against one another. And it's much more likely that you'll progress on an idea um, because you're not overwhelming yourself. So by maintaining that sort of more minimal someday maybe list, you will be less over less overwhelmed and, and you'll feel less guilty as well because, uh, you know, you won't have this ever-growing list of things to do that you haven't done and sort of that adds to that, uh, creates that sense of guilt. And, and finally, I think it does help to eliminate decision fatigue because you've got far fewer things to analyze or decide between, so it, it helps to make that decision easier. And so I keep my own someday maybe list in Asana, quite easy, just using a tag. Again, you might do this using a notes app like Evernote or Apple Notes. Really doesn't matter where you put it, but I have one in Asana. This episode of the Pool Miners podcast is sponsored by Marvin. As you probably know, there are loads of different tools and apps out there to help with task management and planning. Still, I see clients all the time get overwhelmed with tasks, struggle to stay organized, and they procrastinate on their work. With Marvin, you can turn different features on or off to create a task management system designed around how you like to work. So for example, you could enable timers, start times, and suggested task features. Or maybe you want to add a day or week planner, time estimates, or time blocking. So rather than having to conform to how the app wants you to work, with Marvin, you set the rules and create a system around how you want to work. To get started, head to amazingmarvin.com forward slash pool to start a free 30-day trial and save 20% when you sign up from my partner page. You can also head to Twitter and tweet at me. I'm at Paul Miners and Marvin at amazingmarvin, which is amazing without a G. And tweet at us before the end of July telling us why you need Marvin and we'll give away two free lifetime memberships. Thanks again to Marvin for sponsoring this episode of the Paul Miners podcast. The next step, once you've kind of you've got all your ideas stored, now you need to try and work out like in what order do you want to work on these things. So when we returned from our trip, I went back to all my ideas in Asana, and for each one, I kind of thought about which of these ideas do I still feel good about now, and which ones should I delete or get rid of. And quite surprisingly, like I actually got rid of a lot of things. I was like, actually, all these things I thought were really good ideas, like I just don't think they're worth my time anymore. And I, I actually do this on a weekly basis. I'll plan to do things next week. I have ideas of things I want to do. I'll create tasks. I'll even block out time to work on them. And then I come to do my sort of weekly review, my weekly plan, and I go, actually, I'm not going to do that. That's not worth my time. I do this very regularly. I also think about which of these ideas is more urgent. You know, which ones are time sensitive? Do I need to do one of them um, like quite urgently within the next few weeks or months? Uh, and which of these ideas is more important? We've had, got urgency, we've got importance, um, i.e., you know, which one will have a greater impact on my business or, you know, whatever your goal might be. 
Um, how long will this idea take to implement? That's definitely a decision, something to think about. And which of these ideas depend on something else being done first? So by answering all these questions, you can determine the order in which these ideas should be acted on. Again, I find it really useful to do this in Asana, where I can actually create a timeline showing the order of these things happening. And the timeline feature in Asana, it's sort of like a Gantt chart. It's a very visual way of planning, and you can literally block out like days and weeks to say, right, that's for this task or this idea. You can create arrows and dependencies between them. So really plan out when you're going to work on all these things. And most people have a list of ideas and they kind of pick the one that they that looks easy or, ex or sounds exciting. But by going through the steps above, you can really prioritize your ideas into the correct sequence. And then the fourth and final step, this will probably come as no surprise to regular listeners of the podcast, is to then block out time to work on your tasks. Um, so once you've determined that, the order, you can actually block out time. And I, I have an article, uh, a link to an article I wrote a while back and a video all about time blocking. Um, it's something I've discussed many times before. It's, it's basically the practice of taking tasks that you need to complete and putting out putting blocks of time on your calendar. And it's particularly useful when it comes to working on ideas because it forces you to think about the amount of time you need to allocate to actually work on the idea. Like maybe it's three hours or an hour a day for five days and you actually need to carve out and allocate that time and take that time away from other things that you need you would otherwise be doing. So the above, this, this, this process that I've described is something you, you can be doing all the time. Um, when you have an idea, jot it down, leave it. Maybe once a week during like some kind of weekly review session, you can review the ideas, determine that sequence, and then start blocking out time on your calendar. So uh, a couple of very simple steps. I think uh, I wanted to get you thinking about this instead of just having an ideas list, because most of the clients and, and customers that I come into contact with, they have these someday maybe list or list of ideas. They just kind of sit there. They just get old. And very rarely do ideas actually ever get acted on. And it's a real shame. So I hope by following these steps, we can actually uh, turn more of your ideas into reality. If you have any thoughts, feedback, or questions on this episode, please head on over to my show notes, paulminers.com slash 132, and leave me a comment. Thank you very much for listening, and I will catch you next time on the Paul Miners Podcast. Thank you very much for listening to the Paul Miners Podcast. Two quick things before I go. Firstly, if you enjoyed this episode or if you have any feedback, please leave me a review on iTunes. It really does mean a lot to me because it helps the show to get uh, discovered so that more people can benefit from the content. And I would love your help getting the show out there. So please, if you have a minute, I would love a review on iTunes. And uh, on that note, if you want to give me any more feedback, you can always reach out to me via my blog, leave me a comment, or if you're on my newsletter list, you can respond to any of my emails emails as well. I really do love hearing from my listeners and hearing what you want to learn about and getting your feedback. Number two, if you want to connect with me on a more regular basis, you can become a VIP member of my website. Head to paulminers.com slash VIP to learn about my membership options and how to get access to my private Slack community. This has typically been reserved for my uh, high-end customers in the past, but I've opened it up for the first time. So head on over to the website paulminers.com slash VIP to learn how you can get access to my private Slack channel, where you'll also get access to my complete library of book summaries as well. One more time, thank you very much for listening, and I will catch you next time on the Paul Miners podcast.